This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It is Pastor Taylor, your host, and today I'm excited because Pastor Meggie is bringing it. Now, she's going to be touching on a few of my favorite parables throughout the scriptures. And if you're not familiar with that, Jesus used a lot of storytelling to be able to meet people where they were at and to be able to transform their lives. And so today, wherever you're at in your journey, I hope that her message meets you exactly where you are, but doesn't leave you there. See, that's what Jesus does. And Jesus is inviting us to not only sit there in his goodness, but to go and share it with others. So let's shine Jesus' light. Let's jump into this next message. This is Life in FM. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling. And they said, well, this fellow welcomes sinners and he eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep but losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And then when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And then when he gets home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me! I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine who need no repentance. Or, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And then when she's found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me! I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, the Spirit, our Sustainer, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To God be glory now and forever. Amen. When I was young, I was the kind of kid who wandered off. I'm wondering, were you like that? Or do you have a kid or a sibling who is like that? For me, it didn't matter where we were. Inevitably, I would wander away to explore something new. I used to get lost in those circular clothing racks at department stores by hiding in the middle. I used to get lost in the toy section at Walmart. I used to get lost in the hardware store. Here's one story that sticks out to me. I've always loved exploring churches. Even as a kid, I loved seeing a new sanctuary, new stained glass windows, long twisted hallways full of classrooms and staircases, etc. Uh, once I was visiting my cousins in southern Minnesota. It was Easter morning, and we were at their uh, great big stone church. Well, when the service was done, my family was busy talking, so I wandered off to explore the church. I was maybe five or six, and honestly, I loved it. There were so many cool pictures and really pretty windows. I remember going outside to adore all of those cute spring plants. Now, it was while I was adoring those cute spring plants that my mother came frantically running towards me. Oh my word, Maggie, where have you been? Turns out everyone in the family had thought I was in a different vehicle, and they had driven the entire 15 minutes home before realizing I was missing, and then driving the whole 15 minutes back. I think if you listen closely, you can still hear my mother's reprimand reverberating through time. Now, in my case, being lost was okay. I was in a safe place, doing something I enjoyed, with family relatively nearby. However, I think we all know it's not always fun to be lost. 
At our church, it's the second week of VBS, and we've been learning about shining Jesus' light in all circumstances. So we've learned that when life feels hard, we can shine Jesus' light, and when people don't get along, we shine Jesus' light. When people need help, we shine Jesus' light, and the theme with today's text is, when life is good, we can shine Jesus' light. Now, our story has two parts. There's the lost sheep and the lost coin. Now, when it comes to the lost sheep, there are a few things I think you should know about this story. Uh, shepherds, if you're unfamiliar, they are responsible for their sheep. Uh, being, she being a shepherd was a legit job, like being a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher or a farmer. Back in the day, shepherds took care of their sheep. So their job description was things like keeping all the sheep together, protecting the sheep, uh, being sure the sheep had enough to eat. Uh, because of this, they often ate with the, sea with the sheep, slept alongside the sheep, traveled with the sheep. They are in every way responsible for their well-being. And yes, that means that if you were a shepherd and one sheep got lost, you'd better go and find it. But I also think you should know that it's not always easy to find a lost sheep. Uh, the land in Israel where Jesus is telling this story is not easy to navigate. Uh, it's really uh, part desert, but with really big hills and really steep valleys. There were lots of little nooks and crannies where a sheep could fall or get lost. But the shepherd had to find them. So that meant that if a sheep wandered off at night, you went to find them. And if a sheep wandered off in the rain, you went to find them. And if a sheep wandered off on a blistering hot day, you went to find them. And if a sheep wandered off, even if you're next to tall, rugged, rocky, difficult to walk on mountains, you crawled all over those rugged, rocky ridges to find them. Now here's the other thing you need to know about this story. This sheep this shepherd, I should say, goes above and beyond. Sheep do not score high on animal intelligent tests. They don't fetch frisbees or bring newspapers. They don't jump through hoops or chase rabbits or bark at strangers. And they really need constant supervision. So it might be better to take your flock with you as you search for a lost sheep. But imagine then leaving most of your flock to go in search of the one who is missing. Who does that? And yet, this shepherd leaves his flock to pursue one scraggly, scruffy, lone sheep. And then what does he do when he finds it? Mutton steak for supper? A new 100% wool, wool suit? Honestly, I think I'd smush the sheep into a big old fur ball and play soccer with it all the way back to camp. Usually, a shepherd would just bring it back. But this shepherd, he heaves the hundred-pound sheep onto his shoulders to carry it all the way back home. And then when he finally gets back, he sends out Hallmark invitation cards, complete with a picture of a sheep that when you open it up, out pops a shepherd inviting you to the Found the Sheep celebration. A shepherd's job might be to find lost sheep, but sheep are not usually this important. This shepherd is going above and beyond the call of duty. Now, like the lost sheep, the second story of the lost coin is also bizarre. Uh, there's a woman, she loses a coin, and she drops everything to get it back. Now, if you haven't guessed yet, this is God we're talking about. And so God, as cleaning lady, unties her apron, rolls up her sleeves, drops her pail and mop to search for an old nickel. She pulls out the cushions on the couch. She gets on all fours to peek behind the stove. She feels behind the bookcases. She sweeps through inch-thick dust bunnies until that missing coin is found. And then, so beside herself with finding one lost nickel, she calls the neighbors and her friends in order to celebrate. For a darn nickel! The party favors and cake cost more than the nickels she has found. These are strange stories, 
But of course, this is Jesus. So that's the point. Because like a crazy old shepherd and a persistent cleaning lady, God also delights in seeking the lost. God is always searching for the the strays, the losers, the vagabonds. Uh, As I was once told it, God is in the business of finding and saving the least, the lost, the last, and the lonely. It doesn't even matter if the other 99 sheep get lost while he's away looking for the one, because Jesus will always get around to gathering all the lost. And then when he finds us, our great shepherd sends out Hallmark cards to everyone. Because when the lost are found, all heaven breaks loose in celebration. Now, I think these stories do a great job of telling us who God is. Uh, John chapter 10 reminds us Jesus is the good shepherd. John 10 would also tell us that the sheep know God's voice and that God knows them. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says, God calls each of us by name. We are all his. And this is great news. When we are lost, God is relentless in searching until we are found. And so the story tells us who God is. But the story also tells us who we are. If we were to try and find ourselves in the story, we'd have a couple choices. Sometimes we are like a lost sheep. And when you're a lost sheep, this is an excellent story. It's a reminder that God will always come looking for you. God promises your story will not end with you lost in the wilderness. The road might be long and difficult, and there may be moments where it is very hard to trust this promise. But God promises God will always come and find you always. Sometimes we're that lost sheep. Although, if you're anything like me, it can be tempting to think that we are always the lost sheep. However, sometimes we're the 99, and I think that makes this story a little harder, but no less rewarding. Here's how I think about this. Our call as Christians is to turn our eyes towards Jesus to see where Jesus is looking. And sometimes, like when we're the lost sheep, Jesus is looking right at us, calling us by name and carrying us back into the fold. But sometimes Jesus isn't looking at us. Sometimes Jesus is looking out at other lost sheep who need his help, and we're just part of the 99. But that doesn't mean that God loves us any less. It just means that in those moments, as we're looking at Jesus, we're called to catch his gaze and see where he's looking. And then when we see where he's looking, it's our job to help God find the lost. Here's another way to think about it. When I lose my keys or my phone, you'd better believe that my whole family is enlisted in searching for them. Or or parents, how often when your kid loses something, are you enlisted to help find it? Um, Or in your town, when a child or an elderly person is lost, isn't the whole community enlisted to help? Friends, it is God's deepest desire that not even one person remains lost. And as such, we, the 99, are all enlisted to help God find a lost sheep and help bring them back. Which I guess brings me to one more question about this story. What does it mean to be lost? When I was younger, I used to think that uh, when the church talked about being lost, it exclusively meant people who doubted or didn't have faith. But I think there's more to it than that. I was talking to a mom the other day, and she lamented that life had become so busy for her and her children that they were starting to lose touch with things that really mattered to them. She resonated with being lost because she and her family had lost their sense of peace. Sometimes I think being lost describes those who have lost something important, those who have lost a loved one, or lost their job, or lost their house. 
those who have lost their dignity, their health, or their family, those who are embarrassed about their life circumstances and have lost face. If that's you listening to this, please know God is relentless in searching for you. God will not rest until the lost have found what they need to have hope. Isaiah 43, God says, Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. God will not rest until those who have lost have found what they need to have hope again. Now, if that's not you today, if you're part of the 99, I promise those who have lost are all around you. And what better way to use the good things in your life than to lend your hope to someone else who needs it? Because that's the message I hope you take home with you this week. When you're part of the 99, life can feel really good. But we're not called to just hang out in the wilderness waiting for Jesus to return. Because when life feels good, we can still shine Jesus' light. Let's pray. Holy God, I want to thank you so much for the stories about scripture that teach us about you. And I want to pray for those who are experiencing hardship, those who feel like they have lost whatever it is that may be important in their lives. God, I pray that your comfort would surround them and that your, your uh, overwhelming, reckless love would keep pursuing them each and every day. And God, for those of us for whom life is easier, remind us that we are called to join your search party, to go and seek those who have lost and help them find hope again. So God, walk alongside us each and every day. Teach us to be more like Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Check back weekly for new content. And if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.